friends, welcome to Grace Thoughts, the radio ministry of Grace Connection Church with Pastor Tim Kelly. Grace Thoughts has been dedicated to preaching a clear gospel of grace for over 20 years. Here is Pastor Kelly. Mark chapter 1, actually 1 Peter chapter 4, and, but I'm going to start in Mark chapter 1, that's why I said that. Every summer... Um, as a young man, I would go as a young boy, not a young man. I would. My mom was really good about manipulating and getting my father to take us on a family vacation. It was never a, a multiple expensive vacation like I take my family on, but but it was but but it was still a vacation. And they they'd usually pile us in a car, and we would travel to New Hampshire or Vermont. I grew up in New England. And we would go to Howe's Caverns. Anyone's ever been to Howe's Caverns? Do you remember Howe's Caverns? Okay. We'd go to Old Man on the Mountain. Old Man on the Mountain. So I think his nose fell off recently, but he's, we, we would go visit him. Clark's Trained Bears. Now, Clark's Trained Bears, I guess one of the bears became untrained. And, um, and they had a close because they had a little bit of an accident there with one of the bears. But I remember clocks train bears. They usually black bears. They do all this stuff. And probably the biggest thing I liked about vacation was the motels. My, my parents would just pull off the side of the road into a motel, and the motel would always have a swimming pool. And it was in the summer. You only could swim for about three weeks up in New England. That's the only time I was warm enough to, to swim. And we'd swim in, in the swimming pool, and then we'd walk through the woods and find creeks and do stuff like that. And that's when me and my kind of older brother, that's when we had the most fun is um, just running through the woods and, and stuff like that. And that would be our, we went through that, did that quite a bit. Most years, I remember in my younger years. Now, what was interesting about this, we didn't really do, we did some of the same things over and over again. We didn't stay in any place that elaborate. But I think what was really neat about it was it, it was not normal. It broke the mundane. It got us out of our environment. I wasn't in my room anymore. I was in a hotel room. That was probably worse than my room, but still it was a different room. It was a different environment. It was something that was new. I looked at there was cars that had different license plates. That's amazing. I thought everyone had the same license plate and things like that. So sometimes God, throughout our lives, he takes us on, I'll call it a journey, a trip, a vacation, even though it's not always a nice trip. But he brings us to a place, he brings us out of our normal. He brings us out of our mundane, our predictable, our controllable. He gets us out of our environment. And he brings us to a place where he brings us to almost like some new territory, doesn't he? And we face things um, that we never thought we'd face. We face decisions we never thought we'd have to make. We face heartache we never thought we'd face. And this doesn't usually happen once or twice in a lifetime. This sometimes happens. There are events. There are moments. Don't get me wrong. There are moments in time. We'll see that in a moment. But this sometimes will happen two, three, five, six, seven, eight times in the course of a lifetime. I had first my first moment like this when I was 23 years old. I'm talking after I became a Christian. And I've had numerous segments of time in my life when I have faced these moments um, where a, a strong decision was going to have to be made, and I'm not quite sure I'm done with those moments yet. John chapter 20, verse 18. This is the basic Bible. Um, that's an English version. I don't know what it is. But it, means, it says, Truly I say unto you, when you were young, 
You made yourself ready and went, and this is Christ talking to Peter, you made yourself ready and went wherever you had desire to go. You had no control, Peter. You want whatever you wanted to do, you did it. But when you're old, you'll put out your hands and another will make you ready. He's talking about his, cruci- his crucifixion, Peter's death. This is what Jesus said. And you'll be taken where you have no desire to go. Now, he was foretelling his death. Now, we know just a few, few, a few short days before this, Peter denied Christ to save his own tail three times. So here he is with the post-resurrection Christ, and Christ looks at him and says, Peter, there'll be a day where somebody's going to lead you by the hands and bring them to crucifixion. They're going to bring them to death. And they're going to take you someplace that you never would ever go by yourself. Now, do you know when Peter faced crucifixion years after this? He looked at his captors and said, please do not crucify me like my Lord. I'm not worthy of dying the same way. Crucify me upside down. And that's how he was martyred, upside down as a crucifix on a cross. So there was something that happened in Peter's life. Quite considerably, isn't it? From the time that he denied Christ, by the, by, the, by the time the rooster did his morning thing, to now saying, Don't, I'm not worthy to die. There was a transformation that took place. Now, Mark chapter 1, Jesus was just baptized. It was obvious to John the Baptist and those present that he was different. This wasn't just another guy. And, and the time, as we'll see in a moment, was at hand. That this, this moment in time when he was baptized and the dove descended and said, this is my son in whom we're well pleased, this was a defining moment in human history. This was, the, this was Christ speaking of himself as Israel's Messiah. Let me read it for you. Mark chapter 1, verse 9, King James. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. And straightway coming out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan and was with wild beasts. And the angels ministered unto him. Now, after that, that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, look this statement, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel talking to the Pharisees in another passage a little later on in his ministry, in the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Luke chapter 12, verse 56, he said, you hypocrites, you discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern the time? You don't see the time. Time here in this word is the Greek word kahiros, And it means a fixed or a definite time. The times when things are brought into a crisis. 
Now that word crisis simply means a decision, a point of decision. The decisive epoch waited for, this is this lexicon paste, opportune or seasonable time. And it refers primarily to Christ as the Messiah. It can refer to the cross. It can refer to the age of grace. It can refer to the second coming or the millennium. It's used different ways. It's used about 82 times or so in the New Testament. Now, think about a kahiros. It has a definite beginning, a definite purpose, and a definite end. It's a different word for time in general. But kahiros talks about an event. It has a beginning, an end, and a reason. It's a kahiros time. Jesus said, this is the time. Now, he's talking to a group, to a nation... They have been praying and worshiping and, and singing and studied and looked forward to the time of the Messiah. Back about 20 years ago, I think it was. Now, wow, it's a long time ago. I get the privilege of going to Israel. And I was able to walk down on the Sabbath on a Friday night and go to the Wailing Wall. And the Hasidic Jews were down there, and they were down there, and they had they brought out these big scrolls, and, and, and they were dancing, and they were singing around the Wailing Wall and putting prayer requests into the cracks of the Wailing Wall. I watched the whole thing. And they're singing, and, and they're wailing because they cry. They're wailing, they're asking, they're crying, they're begging for the Messiah to come in music. Please, Messiah, come. Please, Messiah, come. Please, Messiah, come. And then, then they'd rejoice as if he'd come, and there'd be songs of rejoicing and dancing and hopping and skipping. It was quite a thing to watch. They're still waiting for their Messiah to come. These Pharisees, they studied the Scriptures. They were the scholars. They were waiting for the Messiah to come. And here's this carpenter guy from Nazareth that says, hey, the time has come. This is your Kahiros moment. And you happen to be alive to witness the event of what you've been studying, preaching about, singing about, thinking about for thousands of years as a nation. I'm the moment. I'm the Messiah. Everything at this point is going to change things as we knew it will be different the law that you used to serve that used to will be fulfilled by me and there's a new age coming called an age of grace and there's a new group of people about to be created called the church they're not going to be jews they're going to be gentiles but they're going to have the spirit in them along with any Jews that believe also. This is a kahiros moment. It's a fork in the road. It's a, it's a pinnacle second. Then we can say this. Do you believe it? Will you respond in this moment? I've allowed human history to bring me up to this threshold. I've let much time go, political activity, all these things transpired to get the human beings, to get the, the world as we know it up to this threshold, to this moment. I have fulfilled the scriptures. I'll show you how. I was born in Bethlehem. I came from Nazareth. I entered the city riding on a donkey. I fulfilled the scriptures. 33 prophecies fulfilled by Christ. Death on the cross. More than that, but this is death on the cross. 
Will you believe this moment? Now, I'm going to fast forward up to 1 Peter chapter 4. This is our, our text today. And as you know, this particular church was going through a great local trial and, and local persecution. And this is a consistent theme throughout the book of 1 Peter. Um, you'll find that every chapter he mentions suffering. That's important. I never, I don't think I've ever preached a message on suffering in 25 years of preaching where people haven't come up to me after and said, boy, I needed that. Because <laughs> there's always something, people are always going through something. And we are. I'm going through a trial right now. My car broke down last week. It was deep. I know. Pray for me. And I had to have it towed. That's not a trial. That's an irritation. That's a, this bugs me. Type of thing. Those aren't trials per se. This was not what they were going through. This probably, it could have been the siege of Jerusalem in 70 AD. We're not positive, but it could have been that. And these people were being beaten for their faith. Like we said recently here in one of the services, when you became a Christian, when you were baptized as a Christian back in the first century, it meant something. It was not casual. Thank you for listening to Grace Thoughts, a ministry of Grace Connection Church. This is Pastor Kelly. If you live in the Bay Area, we would love to meet you. Our service times are Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Grace Connection Church is located at 4017 56th Avenue North, St. Petersburg. Or you can call us at 727-565-4674. Again, 727-565-4674. Or visit us on the web at graceconnectionchurch.org. Again, that is graceconnectionchurch.org. We hope we get a chance to meet you. Until then, keep thinking Grace Thoughts.